Welcome to BSD Talk, number 126. It's Wednesday, August 22nd, 2007. In the news, I was interviewed last week on the Linux Reality Podcast. I want to thank Chess Griffin for the opportunity to introduce the BSDs to a lot of his Linux users. All right, now on to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, I'm speaking with the founder of Midnight BSD, Lucas Holt. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Could you start by telling us a little bit about Midnight BSD? Okay, Midnight BSD is a desktop BSD system. Our focus is to create a GNU step-based desktop environment. Ease of use and security are big issues to us. We don't feel that other BSD projects are very user-friendly. Um, obviously, PC BSD and desktop BSD have definitely gone a long way towards getting average people using it, but most BSD projects are focused on the server environment, and we felt that we could do a lot more with Midnight BSD if we, you know, than they have done with the server environment. So we just want to make it very easy to use, and kind of on the idea of Ubuntu or one of the Linux distros, where you just pop it in and it just works, and you know, the environment's set up secure by default for users, and they can install software easily. Can you talk about your choice of desktop environments? When I started the project, I had thought a lot about different environments, and I first got the idea for the project in 2004, and at the time I was a GNOME user, and I was really interested in that, and, you know, PCBSD came out in the market, and, you know, we saw KDE and desktop BSD as well, and it just seemed like KDE wouldn't be a solution because there's already two different projects working on that goal, and GNOME just didn't feel right. There's a lot of uh, Linux distributions that use GNOME, and I just wanted to do something different. And the last GNU Step project I saw was a, a Linux distro from a couple years ago that's been discontinued, and I just felt like I could do something original. And I feel that there's a lot of Mac users that are starting to come about that already know Objective-C, and, you know, there's a little momentum in the Mac community, and I'm hoping that we can kind of build on that. So the interface and its libraries are written in Objective-C? Yes. And is it part of the foundation of OS X or OS X, however you want to call it, their Aqua interface? Yes. Most of the applications in Mac OS X are written in Cocoa, which is basically an enhanced version of the original libraries used on NextStep and OpenStep. Uh, GNU-Step is, is basically an OpenStep clone as far as the libraries go. Uh, so effectively, they're all related. And besides your choice of desktop operating system being different from many others, what other features differentiate Midnight BSD from the other BSDs? Currently, our big focus is on our import system. We're hoping to do some drastic differences with ports to make it easier to use. FreeBSD ports were, are, are very nice. Um, they've done a lot of great things over there, but there's a lot of limitations with FreeBSD ports in terms of building packages. A good share of their ports don't properly make packages that are reusable. So our goal first is just to get it so that we can make packages for everything and let the user download those packages uh, like a lot of the Linux distributions do. PCBSD has obviously got their PBI format, which is pretty much a wrapper for existing FreeBSD ports that has some install scripts and things like that. 
we're doing something similar with that, but we're completely rewriting uh, the package tools, so package add, package delete, that sort of thing. Um, and eventually we're going to have a graphical interface as well as a command line interface to our port system with these new tools. So it'll make it easier for the user to add or remove software, and also we're hoping to use it for system updates as well. So where are you in the development process? Well, uh, as far as imports goes, there's another developer that's working on that. Uh, his name is Chris Reinhardt, and he's got the initial scripting pretty much done. Um, all the make file changes and things like that are pretty much in place, and we're just making additions and changes as we see common problems with ports. So good sure of that as far as our current development is done. He started working on tools for us to do a, a build cluster for our port system so that we can test the ports and build them much easier. And after that's complete, he's going to start working on a library for the package tools and the command line interface. My wife is going to write the graphical interface in Genius Step, and she's also going to write some preferences tools to let people configure the system graphically. And what architectures are supported? Currently, our release is on um, 32-bit Intel architecture, so i386. We're going to do an AMD64 release probably with the next version. Uh, we're going to do a 0.1.1 release pretty soon that has the import system enabled and has a lot of updated packages, things that we noticed you know, with the initial rollout that are wrong and that sort of thing. We're thinking about just for kind of a back architecture doing a Spark 64 port, but obviously end users don't really care about the Spark platform for a desktop system. That's just more for development interest. We've thought about doing a PowerPC port, but there's not any immediate plans to do that. And if people want to download Midnight BSD, where can they get the ISOs? Well, we currently have a couple of mirrors up. If you go to midnightbsd.org, um, we have an FTP server. That's ftp.midnightbsd.org. You can download it there. Um, we also have a mirror at the uh, ISC, so you can use their mirror site and download our ISO. And there's a list of mirrors on the website. Eastern Michigan University and allbsd.org also mirror our files currently. And have you developed a different installer from the stock FreeBSD installer? We haven't yet. Um, I've started working on one. That's that's my big project right now. The plan is to do a graphical installer with a back-end library that we may also provide a command line interface for that for speed reasons for some people. But uh, we want to do a GNU stuff-based graphical installer um, on a live CD. Currently, we're still using system install, just like FreeBSD. And when FreeBSD 7 comes out, will you move to their code base, or are you going to continue on the 6 series? Uh, we're going to continue on the 6 series. We might bring in a few features from 7 and kind of backport them, so to speak. But, you know, we're not a distro. We're gonna, we want to branch out from the FreeBSD project. And how does Midnight BSD fit into all these different distributions? I think a lot of people might ask, why yet another BSD distribution? Why not bring your changes to an existing BSD? Well, initially I had thought about doing that. Um, I looked at, you know, FreeBSD and some of the other BSDs, and, and it seemed like an interesting idea. And, you know, obviously PCBSD and Desktop BSD have done a great job with that. At the time, it just didn't seem like FreeBSD cared about the desktop environment when I, when I had this idea. And there's been a lot of changes recently because of PCBSD. They're starting to be a little more focused, but I just felt like the priority was on the server environment. You know, at the time, they were promoting their ports to the Niagara platform of Suns and a lot of the server end components. And, you know, it just doesn't seem like the end user was that important to them. So 
I, I'm hoping that eventually we can make things easier. You know, USB device mounting. Um, you know, right now in, in midnight BSD or FreeBSD, if you pull out a USB stick at the wrong time, your kernel panics. That's not a good idea. Um, there's a lot of usability problems like that that they've never really gone and, and patched that. You know, it, it just seems like the installer and a lot of the environment are wrong for the average user. We'd be working to bring traditional desktop applications like Flash and Skype to Midnight BSD? Yes. We'd like to bring in as many desktop applications as possible. We want to bring in OpenOffice and a lot of things that people assume and take for granted on Linux distributions into Midnight BSD. You know, eventually we'll have Firefox and you know a lot of different packages, plus a lot of the Genie Step stuff where many people aren't familiar with we'll also have in there too. And how far away are you from a 1.0 release? We're setting internally. We've got kind of a, a rough roadmap where we're just going, you know, each release kind of means something to us. And we don't want to ship 1.0 until we're ready, until it's perfect, where we feel that an average person could pop the CD and install it, and they'd have a complete desktop environment with package tools and everything where they can manipulate the system graphically. You know, a lot of Ubuntu users can just pop the disk in and go, and they're not familiar with the Linux system very well. That's kind of what we want. So we're taking it nice and slow on that. I'm not sure if we're going to go .2, .3, all the way up through .9 or something like that, but we're planning at least up through .5 release before we, we do a 1.0 release. .2, we're hoping to have the uh, package tools done and hopefully the new installer by then. And then .3, we want to do a little more refinements and add some preference tools and things like that, and and we're just going to go from there and see, you know, exactly what areas people are having trouble with, and we're trying to be very adaptive to the community right now. And when looking at GNU Step, why did you feel that pairing that with BSD was a better fit for end users than pairing it with Linux? I think it's the history. Next Step and Mac OS X have a lot of BSDisms in them. I mean, there's a lot of shared code. It just seems like it fits naturally with the, the history of the libraries and the, and the environment that people are expecting when they sit down and use those tools. I also, you know, I personally prefer BSD and the BSD license to, you know, anything else. That's really the only sticking point with GNU Step or any of the more popular graphical libraries or environments is that they're all GPL licensed and, and that's kind of a downer to me. But there's a lot of tools and um, like Atole, uh, which is a desktop project that um, they're basically taking a new step and they're adding a window manager and a, and a whole environment that looks a lot like Mac OS X. Um, we're looking into using that as our default um, environment. So that a lot of that code is actually BSD licensed. So even though we're using a new step, we're still going to have a lot of BSD licensed graphical utilities, and uh, I think that's going to help us out a lot. How did you get interested in the BSDs in general? Well, um, my first experience with BSD was working. Um, I used to work at an Internet service provider, and my boss used to have a BSDI server up. And when I first started there, I had to work with that a lot. And then we kind of got sidetracked with Solaris and Linux, and I kind of refound BSD in 2002. I had an old Sun SparkStation IPC, and I put NetBSD on that, and I started playing with that and got really interested. And then... Um, I got into FreeBSD just by chance. I decided to get a dedicated server, and my choices were Linux or FreeBSD, and I decided to try FreeBSD. And ever since then, I've been interested in FreeBSD and, and BSDs as a whole. Have you been involved in other development projects? 
I've worked on a couple other projects. Um, I've got an open source blogging project called Just Journal. I've done some work on some, um, at the time, open source gaming projects that have since become closed source. Um, I haven't done a lot of work with uh, any of the BSD projects. I've submitted a few patches to FreeBSD, but beyond that, I haven't been involved in any of them directly. In fact, none of our current developers have been committers on any other BSD project. And what has been the biggest hurdle so far in your development of Midnight BSD? I'd have to say that the biggest problem we've had is being accepted. There's a lot of tools that we have to use, GPL licensed tools, and, and a lot of the developers are, they don't like to see another BSD coming. Linux is still very popular, and a lot of people have a, a very strong preference to whatever their operating system choice is. So we've had a lot of problems getting Midnight BSD patches in some projects. Uh, other projects have been very helpful, like the Perl project. They, they were the first to take upstream patches from us. So it really depends, you know, on the project that you're talking about, how much success we've had. But that, that's been the biggest hurdle so far is just getting community acceptance. Are there any other topics you wanted to talk about today? Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about our security plans. Part of our, our project goals are, are definitely security. What we'd like to do is basically set up a nice, Firewall setup, for one thing, that's helpful to end users, that, that's very easy to configure where you can turn it on and off by services, things like that, kind of like the Mac OS X firewall control panel, for instance. Um, we'd like to do something like that. We're looking into a lot of user land and, and kernel possible security changes as well, so that uh, one problem with running Unix-like operating systems on the desktop is there's not a lot of security. I mean, X11's had a history of problems, and there's a lot of other areas where we're hoping to, to really secure things down, not to the extreme as, you know, OpenBSD where it kind of gets in the way of the user, but just kind of transparent background security enhancements. And so, you know, our security officer has been working on that problem and, and what we can do. And we tried probe release uh, a couple months ago. We had that in the tree, and we had some problems implementing that at the time, some of our threading libraries. But... We're still looking into possibly bringing that back in the future or going to GCC 4.2 and doing some other security-related things and letting users feel you know, safe and secure on their, on their desktop systems. Well, thank you so much for spending the time to speak with me today. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T. G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 126.